All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to Ivy Talks. This is your host, Finest Orange Stripping the Fourth, and you are listening to Guardians of the Six One Five. And here with me is my co-host, Mr. Calvin Williams. What's up? What's up? What's up? Another one. Oh, what's up, Calvin? What What you got going on this week? Nothing, man. Just work, man. Just you know, it's back to school. Uh, just helping out at Office Depot and all that right now. Um, you know how, and you know the the thing about it too is. You know how schools right now are not doing the face-to-face right now? They're doing the two-week trial period and everything like that? Yeah. So, right now, man, we're just getting slammed with everything. Just, like, we're getting a bunch of, you know, just all kinds of stuff in. Backroom all messed up. It's hectic. But, you know, we, we're we doing what it do, man, <laughs> to say the least. I feel you. I feel you. Well, what you been on, man? Man, nothing. Really, just I'm still... I I don't start classes for another two weeks. So I'm just trying to save up some money from this part time job and just you know grinding grinding the hustle. That's pretty yeah. much it. That's the same thing with me, man. Uh, so yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just trying to find like you know an actual like career job now. Office Depot right now is just something just to make some extra money on the side. But I'm for sure. Yeah, so I'm just trying to. I'm on the I'm on the career grind right now, man. But you know it's going good. I'm getting a few. Uh, you know, hit everybody's just trying to like, you know, hit me back and everything like that, and just you know, just trying to find something that fits what I want to do. You know, so oh yeah, yeah. So it's all good though. I'll find something. You know, yeah. But before we get into before we get into the the juiciness we got today, <laughs> uh, for the listeners out there, if you got any suggestions or topics you want to talk about, any just fan questions, we we actually got an email set up. So you can email us at IV, the letter I, the letter V, talks podcast at gmail.com. IV talks podcast at gmail.com. So now. I don't know how you are, Founders, but I'm open to any discussion. So feel right, free to for send sure. anything that anything. you want, and I will give you my honest opinion and critique about it. <laughs> now, <laughs> getting straight into it. We got to talk right. about this, bro. Starting off. <laughs> That Jeffrey Epstein documentary had you shook. I know it did. Shook, bro. <laughs> shook. So I'm watching it. I'm like, and the the documentary is weird to me because it's not like a. I don't want to say it's an eye opener because you know I'm sure that happens more often than we think. Mm-hmm. You know, guys got hunt like millions, billionaires. They got so much money they can easily just pay people off to be quiet. You know, they got they got people in high places. It's not really eye opener. It it's just crazy how many how many underage girls were involved. Exactly. And how long he got it away got away with it. That's what blows my mind. Cause it's like And you know this the craziest thing too that got me is that man had an island. He had like Bill Clinton, like other high what? people coming out there. And I'm sitting there, I'm just like, oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> And it's bro, buku. So there's two things that really shook me. One is like, uh, one is uh the biggest thing that had me shook is after he served. You know, he served like 13 months mm-hmm. for the first like something with uh prostitution. He served 13 out of 18 months. When we got out. He had a party and hella people showed up. Yeah, that's what the fact that he went to prison for. If people know he was doing this. Because he went and to prison, he went to jail for it, right, and still was hanging out. I'm like, no. Like, if I was associated with you and I didn't know you were doing this, 
I'm, you're, 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 you're like dead to me, bro. Right? What? Are we are not. Are you not gonna see me hanging out with you at all? And plus, dude, that's the thing too. Like that, I've been telling people about that. It's like my mom works with you know special ed kids and everything, and I'm just like, dude, like how, like how could you like the mindset of doing that and you thinking it's okay at the end of it? Right. It's that's just. Right. I, no man it's crazy. crazy and then the fact that he cheated so what well, the biggest question i had the majority of documentary was how did this dude get this much money when you talk <laughs> about a billionaire there needs to be a story behind it there was no story people kind of just knew of him knew that he was uh you know knew that he was like a big name had all these billions had all this money but nobody really knew his story like you know you could we know bill gates story Mm-hmm. We know uh, uh, Jeff Bezos' story. But this dude was like, no story. It turns out all his money was from fraud. What? And and you know, the, another thing that I've looked into, I don't know if this is true or not. So you know how like the U.S. government and the uh, Israel government are like pretty close ties and everything like that? Yeah. And this is another thing. A lot of people don't know this, but a lot of high official like people in government have like dual citizenship in Israel. So it seems like, you know, is, yeah, it's very interesting. I don't know if that's, I, I heard it's true. I did a little bit of research. It kind of seems true, but you know, it, you really never know, especially in politics and everything like that. Yeah. Um, another thing that I looked into is that, um, so the, uh, I guess the, have you heard of the Messiah? Like, I guess the, basically like the CIA of the, of the, uh, of Israel or whatever, Jeff Epstein had close ties to that. So he's, you know, doing that with them, and he's getting you know kind of funded by that too as well. So that's another way. Really? He was kind of, yeah, that's another way how, how he was kind of making money and everything like that through through all that. Um, it's a very interesting thing. I like I said, like I've been reading and everything. I don't really take I take you know very little things with a grain of salt because you really don't know if it's true or not. But it For sounds sure. so believable. Like when you draw the lines and connect the dots and everything. So. It's just, I don't know, man. It's crazy. Just all craziness. And it's just and it's just weird that all this is coming up uh, around election time. So, Bro, I didn't know how new this documentary was. It was it, fresh. I had, to, I had to put you on to it, man. I was like, fine, going to love this. <laughs> Bro. Uh, so for people that, that are listening that don't know about this, there's a documentary on Netflix called uh, Filthy Rich. It's about Jeffrey Epstein. Spoiler alert. He's basically a self-made quote-unquote self-made billionaire he really like embezzled all his money and fraud but, but anyway, honestly he's a genius though if oh you think about clever it. At the end that, of that's this, clever finessed his way through oh, everything yeah. <laughs> through the, to the top he lied for through all his jobs he lied all his way to the top basically but basically this dude started a a sex trafficking uh child trafficking pyramid scheme where we have recruiters and he basically sexually assaulted and molested like they were saying it could be 50, 60 plus underage females. And the first time he went to jail for it, it was a lot of like suspect stuff going off. But basically, he got a slap on the wrist and was only sentenced to 18 months in jail. Uh, but he only served 13, got out and kind of just went back to normal life. And then the, the, the females or the ladies kind of banded together. And he uh, he ended up Basically, set up a pyramid scheme, basically. Yeah. And then he quote unquote killed himself, which I don't think he killed himself, bro. I why, think he's why, why, why do you say that? 
Cause, cause if you remember the the one of the guys that came in the uh, his brother sent in that forensic scientist, uh, he was saying that there was a bone, um, that bone under his jaw, or basically under his chin was cracked in three places, and he was saying that the way he killed himself, a sheet, especially like a bed sheet, doesn't produce enough force to crack that jaw the way he could, because he didn't jump off anything because the room's yeah. not tall enough. So he basically mm-hmm. just like leaned forward until he suffocated. So it's not like it was a force happening, right? Or a mm-hmm. strong force. So yeah. my mind that cut means, off that air, that airflow and everything. Right. Yeah. So my mind, when that's cracked, somebody he was attacked. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody hit him with something to crack that and then killed him. Because yeah, all the guards, all the guards are asleep all at once. And for some reason the cameras weren't working that night. Come on now. That don't make no <laughs> sense. Like, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. But all the guards being asleep all at once. Come, come on, on now. <laughs> come, come on now. You... <laughs> come on. And, you know, he had blackmail on all these, you know, high people. It'd be so easy for somebody to put a hit on on this dude. It, so and, and, you know, everything in the government gets swapped under the rug like nothing happened. Right. So, especially you know. if somebody paying you 10 mil to do this. If you're a correctional officer at this jail, somebody slides you 10 mil. It's quick. It's easy. Just make it look like a suicide. Bam. Hey, Nobody asks any questions. Let's 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 rewind it back a little bit. So you know, in the documentary, it first talks about like the victims. They actually, had the real victims like yeah, talk yeah. about their experience and everything. Craziest thing, dude. They went. The lady, I forgot one of the girls. Um, she went to the actual FBI and reported it and everything. Oh, the very first. Like you talking about? Oh, the the chick that did it basically like the first time early. Yeah, and they dismissed yeah. it. Yeah, they dismissed it like yeah. nothing. Like, and she said she was contacting them back, trying to get more information. And the guy never, I guess, the chief of the police department or whatever it was, wasn't you know communicating back with her. So you know, so so from right then, you just know something's fishy. Like you, right. you just know, and you the dude has so much power too. Another thing that I want to talk about: how was he leaving jail? In the document, it says he was leaving jail and everything. What do you mean? Like the first time he went to jail? It was somewhere in the it was somewhere it was in the documentary. I forgot which one. It said that the guy was. Do you remember when um that guy was talking, saying that uh he was supposed to be in jail or whatever, and then he found out that he was on like some some island or something like that, or he. Oh no no no! That's when. So the, when he was leaving jail, that was he he qualified for this work, something some kind of work like, uh, uh program or whatever where he was able to leave 12 hours during the day um and so he would leave under the supervision of like three cops yada, yada, but he had to pay for the cops so obviously he has buku money it's not a problem yeah. what what he was doing is when he got out um when he got out for 13 months he had to serve x amount of months and house arrest and he was leaving his house Oh, okay, okay. That's yeah, and they, uh, the, the private investigator was like, do you know where Jeffrey Epstein is right now? They're like, oh, yeah, he's at his house. He's like, no, I'm looking at him right now. He's at a hotel. And then, and, yeah, and then the, the lady on the, or whoever was on the phone was like, well, what do you want us to do? He's Jeffrey Epstein. Like, he's, a, <laughs> he's a celebrity. So that's what the private investigator was like, wow. It's just like, you know, that was us, man. They come to snatch us up real quick. What? <laughs> just real quick. <laughs> like, even if we get outside the little, the little, uh, what's it called? The the parameter of where you can go. Like, yeah. as soon as that thing goes off, man, you having cops coming they, down the they, street. They, they, they coming out the bushes. Yes, bro. Yes. 
But no, that whole thing was crazy, bro. I like I binge watched it. <laughs> Speaking of I know docu- when you I know when you sent me that text message, I was like, Yeah, I know he should. Oh yeah. <laughs> bro, speaking of documentaries that are wild, there's a documentary. It's on HBO. It was on Hulu for a little bit. It's called Make Millions. Have you heard of it? No, put me on. Okay, everybody's listening to this right now. And Calvin. So you remember uh back when we were like kids, kids, like uh in the like nineties, early two thousands. They, the McDonald's had the Monopoly games, right? Where you go buy French fries and you had a chance of win, like, winning a million dollars, right? Remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. That whole thing was a scam. It was all fraudulent. So <laughs> this documentary talks about how uh, basically there were no legitimate winners for like this 20-year span of them doing the Monopoly game. Now, the last time they did it was was like authentic and it was real because they were trying to give back because turns out it wasn't McDonald's fault. Because McDonald's didn't do their promotions. There was a separate third party that did McDonald's promotions. And that's where it came from. But basically, it was this: these mafias were running this, uh, this Monopoly game. And they were picking and choosing the million-dollar ticket winners. And they were, like, either related family-wise, friends of family, uh, uh, cousins or some kind of thing. But they were all, like, chosen. So there was mm-hmm. no chance of any regular person winning this and it was wild because it it was just crazy how like the it was like these mafia guys running it mafia it, guys if uh i don't want to say was it the italian mafia Honestly, oh yes it it's, it's like it, it's, it looked like some movie stuff bro because <laughs> like the way it started is so one cop or if you want one of the fbi agents he, uh he likes exciting stuff and so he's doing a bunch of boring like computer like desk work and he walked in on, like, the chief of uh, the FBI of that, that little office or whatever, and there was uh, a sticky note that says McDonald's Monopoly fraud. He's like, what is that? He goes, oh, it's just something. Because somebody called it in, said you might want to look into it. And so, but, you know, he wrote it down thinking, like, it's whatever. You know, it's McDonald's, whatever, whatever. So dude was like, all right, let me take this. So he took, he did some digging. And where they first figured out there might be something to this is they looked up the credentials of, like, the past four or five winners right mm-hmm. turned out they had fake addresses because they they tried to like one was in south carolina one was in florida one was like alabama so the, it you know it doesn't seem suspicious at all but then mm-hmm. once they did the background check it turns out that they used fake addresses and they all lived in like the same county and oh. they were all connect they all kind of knew each other so like one was like uh so one was like bob and bob and the other winner was like sarah well, Sarah is good friends with Bob's like sister or something like that. Like there was some kind of connection. So they're oh snap, there might be something to this. They did some digging. Turn out that the head of the third party company was stealing the McDonald's uh, Monopoly tickets, and they were selling them to people for like twenty k. And collecting all that money, collect dummy money. Oh man, it's <laughs> wild, bro. So, um, did this ever get to like the, the the court system or anything? Like, did yeah? So, I mean, it's it's not a serious crime for some reason. Like fraud, I How? mean, it is because what well, it's like a white collar crime. So it's not like you know they didn't murder anybody, or whatever. But I think the harshest punishment was some guy got like two years, and then once you get out, he had to pay. He has to pay like four hundred dollars a month to the government, and that's it. Like, it's not anything. 
and it was all their first offense. So like usually, it's a lighter sentence. That's not like that. sounds like a student loan payment he paying. Oh basically, God. and it's for the rest of his life. But my uh, thing is though too is just like I don't see how that's possible because you collected. You said it was twenty k a ticket. There's no telling how how many tickets they sold. Well, that's not the thing. They they were paying back the millions that they stole. So like, the head guy was making like, uh, the head guy made. I think it was like, they embezzled over fifty something million dollars in this span. So it's more than what they were actually making that they have to pay back. But mm-hmm. the, I mean, they'll never pay it back. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's just. They just have to pay for the rest of their life. And I'm sure when they die, they'll collect it through liquidating, like, their house and stuff. But Yeah, through assets and all that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that, that's a good one. Since we're speaking on just documentaries and everything, uh, I don't know. This is a documentary that I watched back, uh, I want to say early 2019. It was a really big thing. I don't know anybody knows about it. Did you hear about that uh, Gypsy Rose uh, documentary that was on Hulu? Uh-uh. All right, so let me tell you, dude. So this is this this is even more wild. This is even more wild. So there was a girl, I forgot her mom's name, but there's a girl named Gypsy Rose. Both of them were Hurricane Katrina uh, survivors. They moved to, I forgot where they moved to, but they moved to like a little suburbs area or whatever. And um, what the mom did basically was claim that her daughter was like mentally ill and sick and she was in a wheelchair and you know, can't digest certain foods and stuff. But in reality, she was just a normal kid. She was just doing it, you know, for like the benefits, you know, uh, that comes with it and everything. Right. And the thing that's crazy about it is that I think Habitat for Humanity built them a house or whatever, built them a ramp so she could like go up and down the ramp and everything because she was in a wheelchair. But realistically, she could walk and everything. She just played like she was, you know, mentally ill when she was around people. Yeah. So anyways, it's crazy. Her mom was so like, so paranoid and everything that they slept in the bed together. And every time that she got up or something, she would wake up and like, you know, drag her back or whatever saying that, you know, you can't have, uh, you know, access to outside or anything like internet or anything. Oh, I think I've seen a trailer for that, bro. You need to watch it, dude. It is the most bizarre thing. And when I finished watching it, I had to just do, I just had to look it up and everything. It's, it's the most interesting documentary that i've seen is it still on hulu i don't even know to be honest it should be to be honest it's, it's one of the, it's probably one of the best documentaries that i think i've seen in a while to be honest um but dude it's basically she sneaked so so i'm just gonna just i'm not gonna spoil the whole thing for you but uh basically she grabs uh some money from her mom she buys a laptop or whatever she starts getting on facebook and she meets up like with this guy or whatever and, you know, they, you know, start talking and everything. They get real close. And then, you know, they start, like, internet dating, I guess. This guy is pretty weird, too. He's, I think he, I want to say that he had some, like, disability, too. Like, I think he was, like, schizophrenia or, like, he, he had, like, really bad, uh, uh, or he's, like, bipolar or something around that, something like that. But anyways, basically, I'm not going to tell you what happens, but they go on the run and they get caught. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> What's this called? Uh, it's something Gypsy Rose. Something. Let me look it up. 
let's see. Let's see. Yeah, Gypsy Rose Blanche movie. Actually, that's the. No, 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 no. That's the movie. The uh, series on Netflix is called The Act. Okay, because I've seen the trailer for the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, okay. I, I I seen a little bit of the movie too, but I think the I think the series is better. It gives you more in depth and everything of like how everything planned out and you know all that stuff. Oh, speaking of bizarre things, kind of a segue. So remember, uh, last week we were talking about the Wayfair scandal. Yeah, I did some more digging, right? Mm-hmm. And it turns out, uh, so Wayfair provides the furniture. Mm-hmm. To the um, ICE like facilities, the the I guess I don't want to say concentration camps, but basically the camps that they put those children and women and whatever in in at IC, the ICE stuff, right? They provide mm-hmm. the furniture there. Well, ICE lost fifteen hundred kid uh, women and kids. Think uh. about it. now. Look, I'm not I'm not saying they did anything. I'm not accusing them of anything. But I'm saying they lost 1,500 women and kids, and they have this weird encrypted uh, dark site on their main site that is selling cabinets named after women and children. That's all I am saying. Just seems mm-hmm. a bit odd. It seems more than odd. <laughs> it seems like a rather aggressive coincidence. Like, how do you lose? Okay, yeah, two, three children. Oh, okay, you know, people slide through the cracks. They're probably Ooh. underfunded. 1500 you got commas in there come on somebody right. somebody one comma 500 <laughs> Fifth, bro that's a lot of children and women to lose yeah. and i'm pretty sure it is all kids and women that's mm-hmm. even more odd if it was 1500 people you know okay they either tried to escape and they lost them but for some reason it's only kids and women not men so in my head, you know, it might be a little easier to kidnap kids and women than it is men. Definitely. Definitely, because women, women are more they they don't have like no offense to any women or anything, but like they 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 don't have that physical like, you know, yeah, trait. Biologically you know? they're they're a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. Generally. And then kids, you know, they're they're not at the They're, they're so yeah, kids are so vulnerable just by default. Yeah. But that's just that's just, just a little strange to me. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's just just a lot of things in the world are coming to light now and everything. And I feel like everybody, you know, is really seeing the, the, the actual big picture of what's going on in this nation with human trafficking and everything. Human trafficking has been a big thing, but everything's coming to light now. Oh, and it's because so, for me, I think it's social media. Like, it's so easy to definitely to just like. Uh, just like this city in uh, Lebanon that blew up from that fa- that factory that blew up. If we didn't have the- social media, we would have never known about it until, you know, probably way later. But the day of, mm-hmm. the entire world knows about it. And those videos were crazy. Oh, wild. Those That's, videos were... Uh, it's terrible. So, I know you've seen probably the same video that I've seen. It was like, uh, it was, I don't know if it was a girl or a guy, but they had, they were up, it looked like they were very high. In oh, like, like the, in like a little uh, high rise or something? Yeah, and yeah. then like you see the smoke and everything, you it looks like firecrackers going off in it before it explodes. And I'm just sitting, there, I'm just like, what? Okay, first thing, how do you? Whoever's regulating that, and what, what was it that caused it? Was like nitrate something? Yeah, it's a what, chem- it's a explosive chemical. It was it was apparently the the place from what I I did a little bit of digging, not a lot. 
Um, but if anybody has any information on this, free, free, feel free to email us. Uh, but from what I understand, that it was a facility where they housed chemicals that were confiscated. Mm-hmm. So it might have been like a military facility or a, a federal facility, but um, I was like, that's what I read that it was a facility where they were housing um, confiscated chemicals. Mm-hmm. So. But my thing is, too, is just like, you know, when you bring those chemicals in, you got to know, like, like what they like. If you reacted with this, this will happen. You know, like, I feel like you just have to know like that. Well, what's you know, what's in your facility and everything. But I just want to know just how like the initial fire got started. The initial fire is it like was it was it like an arson type thing? Like, was it just a mis like was it a miscommunication? Like, did somebody actually go in there and? Do something, do like it intentional, yeah. Oh man, I yeah. hope not. I hope not because that it looked like something off, of, it looked like something off a movie. It did, it literally did. Like, it wiped out that whole Do you see the crater too that it left, bro? Like, it almost uh-huh. it was so real, it almost looked faked because you, like, I didn't believe, like, I couldn't believe that that happened. Exactly. It, it looked like it looked like a, something from like a Marvel movie. Like, no, there's <laughs> no way, yeah. But, it's just the way, like, it blew up, and then, like, you see just all the smoke and stuff just just go out and everything, and just, like, everything just disappears, it looks like. It's just... That was crazy. It is crazy, right. man. It is crazy, but I hope the city gets rebuilt and everything. There's a lot of lives lost, and you know, I just hope that they, they can get back on their feet, man, because that's just devastating for that for that country, especially for the city and the people that live there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll segue to some sports. Try not to get to talking about all this dark stuff. So, uh, actually, you want me to go to you? You before we go to sports, you want to want me to do my little topic and stuff that I kind of found. I found out today that was very interesting from one of my coworkers. So, yeah. let's see. Um, so, are you familiar with the China and the? Uh, it's called the Wiggers. Have you heard of that? I have not. It, so, so there's a little, uh, there's a country called uh, Xinjiang, northeast corner of China. Are you familiar with that? I am not. My my China uh, geography is absolutely <laughs> terrible. <laughs> All right. So, in that country, there is about 11 million people that um, basically are the religious, the religious uh, views they, I guess that they follow and everything is Muslim and everything like that. Um, okay. So Muslim, they're basically Asia. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I think it's like Muslim, like Turkish. It's something weird like that. Um, but basically, the Chinese government is basically producing these mass concentration camps, man. And it's it's because they're like, Muslim. Because that's the thing. I do not know why. There's like from the Uyghurs and the Chinese, like the Beijing authorities. They are two different. They're they're just different. They they t- they have their own language. They have their own style compared to, uh, you know, Beijing and all the China, other Chinese, you know, natives and everything like that. So basically what I read and everything, I read, a spl- I've got an article from uh, the guy I read that I work with and he was telling me, uh, you know, just reading everything. And what I got from it, man, it sounds like it's just a mass concentration camp, man. They housing over 1 million people in there. Um, and it's just, it just sounds like a concentration camp, man. Uh, they have restrictions on people saying that, you know, they can't co- have contact with the outside world. Uh, they strictly manage the, like, they 
the, the, the detainees that are there, they call them students. They said they're trying to basically re-educate them and, uh, of the purpose and voc- vocational training and all that. Um, China and re-education do not yeah. mix at all. Yeah, that exactly. sounds absolutely terrible. Exactly. But basically the restrictions on there are saying that they basically the Chinese government is all is going to deny it. You know, they said that they're, oh, yeah, re- for sure. they're, they're trying to re-educate people, but this is the thing. How are you going to re-educate somebody and they can't have contact with the outside world and they're strictly managed and controlled by this teachers and activities to prevent escapes how how is that you know what i'm saying how are you like having activities to prevent people from escaping and if it's if you're trying to learn like educate them and stuff that doesn't make sense to me but um that's tough yeah and then another thing um there's a vid i gotta send you the link and everything too there's a video that i watched too as well that's that i think you need to see but basically they interviewed one of the detainees there and they said that uh, each woman that goes to the bathroom, they're, they're timed and everything. They're timed for two minutes in the bathroom. And if they're like a split second late, they take uh, like electric baton to the back of their head. And no. Hold it to, yeah. They hold it to the back of their head. And then after they, you know, get their punishment or whatever, they have to say, I'm sorry, teacher, it won't happen again. Now, does that sound like <laughs> does that sound like they're trying to re-educate people? That sounds that sounds like when I think of Chinese re-education, that's a basically what I think of. Nothing good. Yeah. God, God forbid one of them has the runs. Cause two mm-hmm. minutes for some. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, no, no. The toughest part is China is such a big conglomerate of a country. I don't think anybody is going to step in to intervene. I know America is not going to intervene because yeah. China, I think is. Well, they account for like a third of our. For, what was it? No, no, no. I think a third of our spending is from China. Mm-hmm. It might be more than that because literally, I don't think, literally I don't think everything's people, from China. I don't think everybody understands like how much stuff China produces. They could easily cut off their supplies, and every other country would suffer so bad because they they export so much stuff to the world that we don't make in you know making our country. So they, they I feel, China has the upper hand on a lot of countries, man. If if you know if there was a war to happen or anything, you know that I don't know. Just <laughs> hang on, I got to figure this out. <laughs> what you researching? Yeah, <laughs> I put fires onto something else, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, he found some juicy stuff. I'm about to save this for next week. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Save that for next week, man. Because I want to get your your. Full, all right, yeah. I'm uh, a, I'm, a, I'm about to do some digging, but all right. <laughs> so, so we're you, out, so so we're done with the dark side. Now we're on to more positive and things that more people want to hear. Now I feel like right, like the fact that J Cole is getting a tryout with the Detroit Pistons. Man, the hometown. Detroit Pistons. Man. Well, I've seen what what's crazy to me is I think it's cool. And I personally I think he has a shot of actually making the team. Do but I the think thing about, he I don't can think, actually play. He can, he's not one yeah. of these people that just that that doesn't like that it's just for fun. Because like, this people, dude can play. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are saying, oh, it's a publicity stuff because they want to sell tickets. Okay, maybe. That's besides the point. I don't I don't care about all that. What I but what I'm saying is um uh, I've you know, we've seen him hoop, his hoop mixtapes. 
if you don't, if you remember, I think it was a, a couple of years ago. He was, you know, that uh, those like videos of those pickup games are all like these James like Harden Chris Brown and, Mello. and everything. No, I'm talking about with the the NBA players during the off season. They go and play pickleball together. Oh yeah, and J Cole came out. Yeah, yes, there was a lifetime was, fitness, and he yes, was he, he was hooping. He was holding <laughs> his own. I think he can make. I, the way I see it, if he tries out, I think he'll get a shot. But I think it'll be like a ten day contract or something like that. Yeah, and I I think he could potentially get like a one year deal for like league minimum. Yeah. And I think if he actually plays, I could see him dropping like nothing stupid. I can see him averaging. I don't know about averaging, but I can see him dropping 10, 12 points because he can yeah. hoop. Yeah. He can hoop. He's, what, 6'4"? Yeah, he's not. He, he's, a, he's a good size dude. So, I mean, he'll, he'll play point guard, shooting guard. So, he's, my it's thing not like he's going to be defense. in the Defense is going to be a liability. Though. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I've seen a, uh, saw on, uh, on Twitter, he's, he hired a um, he hired an NBA, like he hired a professional trainer, like a guy that trains NBA guys. Because he's taking it so seriously to prove how serious he's taking this, so you never know he might end up be able to play decent defense because he's got a guy training him. I'm sure he's been training for months. Yeah, I know he can shoot handles. You know he might be all right at shooting guard. He don't have to be a uh, you don't have to be a Kyrie. And then if he can play decent defense, that's all he really needs. Yeah, get in the passing lanes or whatever. Just yeah. or maybe just or whoever the, the the shooters on the team just stick on him. Just play him straight up. Just face guard him. So right, and then if he's if he communicates on defense, you ain't even got to be that good. You just well, you know, you know how it goes. We play ball together. If you just talk. That's really half the battle right there. Is communication. That's the biggest thing in basketball is communication. Man. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I say in basketball. You got to communicate with everybody, man. I hope so. he makes it though. Everybody being so <laughs> negative. So I saw some dude. Like, oh, I'm never watching the Pistons play again. Say, like, oh, get out of here. But the thing about it Grow though. Up. I would rather have a dude like J. Cole that's not in the media like that than have like a like a like a big name like a like I don't know like a Travis Scott just throwing a name out there you know like yeah like, somebody I, that it's literally he's just so like media attention yeah yeah because like, J. Yeah. he's not on media like that for real no he really no, not no no he's not at all he sticks to himself he's like kind of like Kendrick you know he lets the he a doer yeah. Like some some guys are doer and talkers. Like they talk about it and they actually do it. He's just a doer. He's gonna do it. Yeah. He's not gonna talk a bunch about it. He's not gonna hype it up. Yeah. He just, if he want to do it, he at the end of the day he gonna do it, and y'all gonna see it. <laughs> and he's not gonna have his little media crew, you know, filming him and everything, putting it out. So. Yeah, I hope you make it. Shout out J Cole. Dream World, <laughs> for real. Doll, he was a doll in a dream. <laughs> Let my man chase his dream. Stop being so negative out there. And honestly, I would rather him to be to to be the one to do it. To be honest, that's what I'm saying. If there play, was a rapper to play. do it, I think it should it would be J Cole. Yeah, exactly. And and, and let's be honest, who really hates J Cole? <laughs> Bro, there are a lot of J Cole haters. A I can't. Lot. I mean, I mean, I didn't, the, I, I didn't think there were that many, but there are a lot of J Cole haters. What has he done for people to hate on him? He doesn't do anything. Well, I know a lot of guys don't really hate on him, but I've heard that people, like women calling him a womanizer, apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, 
why they I think it's cuz I think it's cuz that last song he put out those two singles he put out he said something I think it's something in the verses that he said that got a lot of attention But from what I heard he was talking about a specific person that did him wrong was is that not is that not correct I'm not for sure it possibly could but you know how everybody likes to mix stuff up and all that so Yeah but. well I don't it's all touchy cuz but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't please everybody. There's so many people that are just trolls. So I got a question, Finest. Uh, I want to get into a little bit of my section, man. COVID and NCAA football. Oh it's my! Sound, Let's go. That's the biggest topic. Give it to me. Pause. So, man, what? Like, I understand where the players are coming from. You guys work your ass off from the off season and everything to get during during the season. Well. Off season workouts, conditioning, and everything to prepare for you know the next co- upcoming season, and then you guys, you know, get the no- the news saying like there might not be a season and everything. And I understand athletes want to play and everything like that, but there's still you know COVID is still a big thing right now in the U.S. Like our cases seem like to keep on rising and right. everything like that. The biggest thing that got me is like the Big Ten. Uh, had voted 12 to 2 to not play. The Pac 12 and everything is kind of favored in the steps of the Big Ten, while the SEC, ACC, and Big uh, 12 are still holding out, trying to figure out what they want to do. I saw Trevor Lawrence, you, uh, you know, everybody knows Trevor Lawrence, uh, Clemson quarterback, and everything. I saw him make a tweet and everything saying, you know, we want to play and everything like that. Then I saw another tweet today that actually your brother had favorite that came up on my feed from Connor Hayward from uh, Michigan State. He says that he every player agrees that they want to play, but what happens if those players get uh, you know the COVID and everything? They're going obviously you're going to be unhappy when you get it. So what like what what do you see? What do you think should be the 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 end result right now? The solution to all this right now? Coming from your from your perspective, because you know you were a former athlete and everything, you know what it is like to train, you know, get ready for the season, and then you know that you know when the season starts, man, you guys are hyped, you know, you, you right. have goals that you want to achieve and everything, and it, and then you know NCAA comes down and says that oh your season might be postponed. Like what what if you were back in your college days and that happened, what would you what would you think? Uh, that see, that's tough. It's a tough situation because you're right. You know, we do all this training off season, spring. and people don't see that. And people don't no, see that. No, they don't. They don't people see that. People don't at all. see that and don't understand that. Like y'all, like y'all grind, y'all work y'all's ass off, conditioning, weightlifting, everything, man, just trying to get right for the season. Right, and that's so. Like, yeah. So basically, you'd be doing all that for absolutely nothing if if you didn't play. And then, at, but at the same time, you don't want to get sick, you know, because. Uh-huh. I understand the, the since COVID is such a touch, touchy subject because it's become political now. But um, you know, there's people on both sides saying we should take it seriously because cases up, and there's sides saying that you know it's not that bad. The death rate is so low that like, you have such a low chance of getting it. But the thing is, you don't know. Like you don't know if you'll die from it till you die from it. Mm-hmm. There's that, but the, the, it, it gets tough because there's some guys like your younger guys they'll probably be all right if they don't play this year. Because, you know, they still got more years. And I believe if they do cancel the season, that uh, they're they're granting the seniors to another year eligibility. But as a senior, you don't want to be there, especially if you redshirted like me. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want to be there for six years. This would be your fifth but year. Do you, you know think that's gonna? You think that's gonna mess up like the their their draft and everything? Oh, you know, some people trying to go to the league, man. So yeah, I was getting to that. So, so the seniors is the people, the ones that are gonna hurt. Because like somebody like a, a a Trevor Lawrence or somebody that's in a position where you know they're trying to get to the league next year. Um. Where it gets tricky is you got guys that if they declare, even if they don't play this year, they'll probably go first round. Those guys, you know, they still want to play, but they'll be okay in the long run. It's mm-hmm. the guys that don't that are on the edge of maybe making it and maybe not. It depends on how they do this year. Mm-hmm. You know, some guys need standout years to make it to the league this year. Exactly. They don't mm-hmm. have that. What they'd have to do is they'd have to stay a whole they'd have to stay a whole nother year so now they're two years from when they should have left and then they got to play and then even then nothing's guaranteed so you 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 stay a whole nother year then you try it and that's if they want to if then you got to decide if i should stay the extra year to get the film to prove i can play in the league or do i just go ahead and declare and take my chances you're talking about life-altering decisions that you're putting on you know somebody that's 22-23 that could change the course of the rest of the year. Exactly. And my thing too, another thing is like, you grant those seniors extra year of eligibility, what about your your, your recruitment, you know? Exactly, because they gotta t- they're going to have to take an L somewhere. Because that's yeah. basically a whole, let's just say that you have a senior class of 15 people, and you grant them uh, their eligibility for next year. That's 15 scholarships that are unaccounted for that the university has to provide. They have to take the mm-hmm. hit somewhere because yeah. by not playing – and it's a double negative. So let's say you don't play and you have 15 seniors come back again. So by don't playing, you don't make generate the revenue the university is going to make from the football team. You don't generate that revenue, and then you have to pay out an extra 15 scholarships. That's a double hit. That's two L's. Because mm-hmm. I, uh, I know when I was playing in Mizzou, we were producing uh, – I don't know this officially, but – from what I was told, you know, we were producing $35, $36 million per year. That's mm-hmm. 30, that's, that goes a long way. That's the money that you don't produce one year. And then you, so then you're going to have to, scholarships are going to have to be taken somewhere. Because you, you got, not only do you have seniors come back, but then you got incoming freshmen. Let's so say my, incoming, that's 30 scholarships right there. So those, so, so those prospects that you want, you know, to bring into your program and everything. What like what, what what do you think that's gonna look like for them? Are they just gonna have to go to like a lower level school or something like that, or you know go JUCO route? If that plan, you know, if they do grant those seniors that, you know, extra year eligibility, they're kind of they're kind of screwed. I feel like you know, like from going to like that that you know school that they want to go to, and then they have to probably settle for less and go to a lower level school or you know wherever they can fit on the team. You know, if the and, you know, a lot of programs right now have canceled their programs and everything like that, along with, you know, the other people that have canceled their season. Like UConn, UConn football, they canceled the whole entire season. They just said, we're not playing. Right. Well, I believe the NCAA is going to have to address it. Like, because yeah. you can't – you can't – because basically, as of right now, to if they were – if a school was planning on making up for that, they would basically have to have a whole year – of nobody coming to the university to make up for that extra year of seniors mm-hmm. to, to level out scholarships. I, at least, you know, idealistically, that's how it would mentally, it would play out in a perfect like world. 
But, you know, obviously, you know, the NCAA might – that you know, university can handle it however they want. But I believe the NCAA is going to have to address it somehow for, for the universities to be able to do that. Now, Power 5 schools might be okay. They might just be in the negatives. You know, they might just take an L, be in the red one year. It's really your smaller programs. Yeah, like your really, mid-majors. Yeah, that are yeah. really going to be hurting. Yeah, that's so true. And I've been thinking about that, you know, with Chattanooga and everything, like with their football program. And I'm just like, man, like that must just be just tough that's, right yeah. now, especially on the coaching staff. Like, you know, they don't know, you know, players are obviously asking them. I know they're asking them every day, coach, like what's the, what's the new news and everything. And they're sitting there. They're just – they don't even know yet because they're, they're still trying to figure out more information and, and what yeah. they're going to do in the season and everything. So Yeah, because like Bama, they might be straight. They probably got money saved up, put aside. You know, it's a it's Bama really will, gonna, yeah. Them will be straight with Nick as long as Nick Saban there, bro. Right, Bama they'll make their money back for sure. <laughs> they come, yes, and they, it really just, and they got they got so many donors that, that right put exactly money yeah. into that. Jesus, they got man. donors. They got all kinds of you know. They every time you go to a championship or a bowl, university gets money. So like you know, they'll be straight. And plus, Alabama has so many accolades, bro. You don't think that the people aren't going to, you know, give a little bit of extra money, you know, to right. help fund it. You know, it's it's crazy. It's cra- I think the uh, Alabama going to be straight <laughs> at the end of the day. But, They're going to be good. Yeah, I think the SEC will probably – I think the SEC – if, if there was going to be one conference to play, like going to say, oh, we're, we're playing, it's, it's going to be the SEC. Yeah, that's very true. Because they've already, I mean, yeah, they already, because I've seen, so if college ball does start for these other conferences, since I got people on the inside, I've already seen, I don't know if they posted these yet, but I've already seen the rules and regulations for what's what's to come if they actually do play. With the rules and regulations, I don't see a lot of a lot of teams actually finishing the, the season. Really? For like, for example, let's say one guy tests positive. Okay, if you test positive, you are immediately. You have to quarantine for fourteen days. It's two weeks, and then you got to, and then you got to take into account who you've been around, right? And then, then they have to quarantine. So just, let's just stick on one person because it, it can get crazy. So one person is 14, 14, That's two weeks. All right, you've missed two games. Let's just, let's assume we're in. And the how season. long does it take for the symptoms to show? Two weeks, two weeks, fourteen days, something like that. Well, if you assume that you tested positive, you can assume the incubation period has already happened. Okay. Yeah. So we'll just say. As of right now, they test positive on a Monday. So it's even two weeks, all right? So it's week one, week two. So that next week, you can't play the week you come back. And you can only participate at like 80, 75% in practice, okay? So -hmm. it's three weeks. And then after that week, you have to – and then you obviously have to test negative twice. So it's three weeks. So now you come back. Let's say you, you tested positive first week. You missed game one, game two. You're practicing but missed game three. You could play game four. Well, the season, 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 season already done. Basically, season, right. Conference. The season's already been cut down to 10 games. So you got six games left. That's one person. And let's go back to that one person. Any, every person that's been in contact with the person that tests positive has to be quarantined as well. If they test negative, they still have to quarantine. So their comeback's faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget uh, what window they, but they'll have to quarantine for like X amount of days and they test negative, then they're straight. But if they test positive, they have to do the two weeks and then miss a week coming back. Now, you got to think mm-hmm. about it. Like, if let's say a corner, like for somebody in my position, a corner tested positive. All the corners are in the same room during meetings. 
So how do you go about regulating meetings? Who who was in contact with this person? Because if that's the case, the 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 corners coach has common contact. All the corners have common contact. You can't quarantine all the corners, and then, you know. And then the biggest problem is you can go two weeks with having it without showing symptoms. So let's say let's say worst case scenario, somebody goes two weeks having having it showing no symptoms, right? Then they show symptoms. They sit out two weeks. Let's say. In those two weeks, they didn't show symptoms, but were able to transmit it. You infect a person in a defensive line room, a person in the linebacker room, and a person in the safety room. If the safeties and corners are separate, okay. Now it's in different position groups. So let's say the corner infects two other corners, the D lineman that was infected infects two other D linemen, then the person linebackers affect one or two other linebackers. Next thing you know, you know you got a a good chunk of your team not able to play. That is where the problem is with making it through the season. Yeah, because you can't have 60 people quarantined and expect to come out right. and essentially get the dub. <laughs> and, like, so. worst-case scenario, let's say five or six dudes uh, test positive at once. Because I think Clemson had a giant number of guys test positive, like 22 mm-hmm. or something like that. Don't quote me on that. But imagine let's – say, let's, let's say imagine 22 players test positive. Those 22 players miss three weeks. Mm-hmm. Not one week, you know, not a practice. Three weeks, twenty-two players. So it's it's it'll be tough. Yeah, it's there. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that could come up out of it and everything. Yeah. And then and then another and another thing. God forbid this happening, but if a player gets it and they you know pass away oh, from it. Oh no! Oh God! Oh the, no! 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 The, no. You know, oh, the, you it know would the, be you know the parents are coming oh. after the university so hard, bro. They're coming after them. It, oh, that bro, it will be so the NCAA will. Oh, uh, I I hope it doesn't come to that, but like you said, it's possible. Underlying it you underlying conditions. First of all, there's a stat: black people, the Latina Latino community. And the the black community are twice as likely to die from it than than the the white people. Okay, which you know the the black community makes, let's say on most teams, that's probably seventy five to eighty percent of the team. And then a lot of guys, you know, you know, if you're black, you just by genetics you suffer from from you have a, in your family you're you have a you're genetically predispositioned to like a high blood pressure. Um, high cholesterol, heart heart disease. Man, you don't know what kind of underlying problems you have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah man, God forbid just... it comes to that because it is. Yeah, it'll be tragic. Yeah, it would be tragic, and then the repercussions of it and everything. And that I feel like that would change just a lot of things, just a bunch of things, just. Just how the NCAA has to regulate, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah. Wow, man, <laughs> that's a, that's that's a lot. A lot to think about, but Let's... I mean, I honestly, man, I want to see football, but you know, you want to take you at the end of the day, you want to make sure everybody's good and you know healthy and everything. I mean, so. Yeah, at least uh never mind. I was gonna say something. 
<laughs> what, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, uh, at least with college, it's probably a little safer than because you know, like the NBA, they're doing such a great, great job because they're in a bubble, so they're not mm-hmm. seeing their families. With college, it's kind of the same way to where if you can, if you can get an entire, an entire call, if you can get all the student athletes in, and somehow you know, let's assume best case scenario, university is all online, so you can put your student athletes in a bubble, right, to where mm-hmm. they only interact with each other. If you can get them all to come in, test negative, everybody test negative up front, then you could probably be straight. You could probably be straight. You could probably make it through the season assuming that, you know, because most people don't live with their parents when they're in college. So they're not interacting with their families. They're not interacting with people outside of their bubble. Now, of course, you might have guys that hang out with friends that are on the team, but let's just assume you can, you can negate all of that if you can somehow put the NCAA, the student-athletes in a bubble, kind of like the NBA does, where, you know, it's only your teammates you hang out with. Because if everybody's negative, then you don't have to really worry about it getting into your system. And then, you know, if you can do that, you might have a better chance of making it to um, making it through the season. But then again, you got to also, once you get to the first game, is when you might have somebody on the field that, has it but shows no symptoms or you know had the night before was hanging out with some you know some street monkey i don't know somebody off the side of the street and they end up it's 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 just so many huh is the there's just so many things that can can happen and also too man i've been thinking about this too so let's say you cancel the season, right? You send everybody home, like back home, like, you know, where they're from and everything. Some, you know this, and I know this too. Some of those athletes, man, do not want to go home because their oh. environment is so oh, yeah. bad. They don't have it's, nothing to go home to. Yeah, and it's just like, all right, like, it, and from a coach, and I'm thinking like, I'm I'm, like, I'm the head coach. How do I keep that spe- those specific players from going back home and dealing with that without violating NCAA like rules, you can't. That's the problem. You can't. That's. I mean, uh, which I, I peeped this when I was in college playing ball. That's why a lot of times we'll have a bunch of useless meetings that we don't really need, especially during like uh, I want to say Thanksgiving break. I don't know when this was, but like there would be a break where we're not in school. It's like some kind of break, and we would have these useless meetings that we don't really need. And I figured out, you know, I learned this quick or early that the reason why they have these meetings is for the guys that live like in St. Louis or Kansas city. That's only like two hours away. The meeting is set inconveniently to where, you know, some of them would won't go home because there's not necessarily enough time to go home because of this inconveniently placed meeting. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. um, some, now, some guys, you know, still like, all right, I'm going to just go home and then come back. They're willing to make that four-hour drive or whatever. But a lot of times they'd have these meetings to kind of stop guys from going home. Or, like, I couldn't go home, so I lived seven hours away. And then, but, like, there'd be, like, we'd have these two, three days off. And I'd be, okay, if we didn't have anything these days, I could probably go home and make it a tight spot. But because mm-hmm. we have this meeting this day and a meeting the next day, oh, I can't go home. I got to be here for these meetings. So there's stuff like that that they try to do, but, you know, if there's no season, I don't know what the rule is about having meetings. Just 
randomly. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's tough. I didn't even know that you put in you put me onto some new stuff too. You oh know, man, I they, they. I mean, but you know, I'm make I'm making it sound like it's a bad thing, but it's just them trying to make sure guys are staying out of trouble. You know? Yeah, no, it's, no, yeah, it's necessary because there's some guys that that need that. Oh yeah, de- trust me, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I know that. So look, <laughs> let, look, let's get to this next one that I've been waiting for all day. <laughs> all day. Oh, he okay. Okay, little thing about finest man. This is probably this is probably the biggest mellow fan. That yes, I have. sir. Biggest mellow fan. Like whatever you say about mellow, you better make sure it's a positive thing. Bro, man you come better back come in. with the stats. You better, you better come, come with facts. <laughs> you better come with it all because because <laughs> he got the firepower to back it up <laughs> till I die. <laughs> Melo becoming the all-time, well, 15th on the uh, all-time NBA scoring. Oh, uh, so happy. Almost cried. But hold on. Hold on, Finest. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to say this. I feel like Melo could be, could, uh, let's see, what, what, what does he have? 26,411 points. Let's right. see. Now look. And he's at, he's at 15th. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Melo was out the league for how many years? Two, three years? Was it a year and a half? A year? It was a year and a half. Um, it felt longer. It felt longer to be it, honest. It, it, it's around a year and a half, two years, because it was in the middle of the season when Houston released them. <laughs> so it has. It's a half, kind of. Yeah. Or I guess it might so, be two years by now. So my thing is, is that the man took a little break off, and he got his name into the top fifteen. That man would have played. That, that that year he took off. I mean, by looking at the numbers, man. By looking at the numbers, he could have got. I think because the larger one right now has twenty six thousand nine hundred forty six. I feel like if 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 Melo, yeah, I feel like if Melo played those years or whatever those years that he was out, he would definitely pass a, a, a Hakeem. Oh, for, look, he definitely would have passed Hakeem, and then he de- and then he. I think he would be on the on the. On the come up of passing uh, Elvin Hayes, which is top ten right now. No, look, but, look, look. But, I did the math. I've already done the math. So look, he's at twenty six thousand four and eleven, right? Mm-hmm. So I did the math. Hold up, let me. Where my calculator at? So at, so I was like, all right, let's just act like he doesn't score another point the rest of the season, and he comes back next year, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say next year he averages. Let's say he plays every game. So 82 games, no playoffs, just 82 regular season games. Let's say he averages we'll, – we'll do – we'll just play – we'll underestimate. So let's say he averages 15 points a game, which I hope he does more. But let's say he does 15 points a game, average 82 games. That's 1,230 points, my friend. So if you do 1,230 plus the 26, 411, that gives him 27, 641, which that will put him where? 641. Oh, uh, he passing Shaquille. That puts no, him. That that put. Hold on, no, no, no. No, he's on. passing uh, Mo, uh, Moses Malone. Moses Malone, yeah. Which puts him ninth. That's next year, buddy. So if he can, and, if he can squeak out, which I don't know how many years he he plans on playing. He's skinnied up, so like he could play a little bit more. But let's, I think he got two more years, bro. I think two more years. Let, let let's give him the benefit of the doubt, and let's say 
he has three more years, okay? Next mm-hmm. year, the year after, and then that next year, he retires, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say in the next three years, he stays averaging 15 points a game. So we'll do, we got to look, 82 times three times 15 points a game. That gives him another 3,690. Puts her 26,411. That puts him at 30,000. He passes Shaquille. So that puts him eight all-time scoring, bro. Like I'm, bro, and that's and a- and and that and, and people say he ain't all. He he ain't, he don't deserve to be in the uh, the Hall of Fame. Who let's, who let's, said let's, that? I'm not gonna say no names. I ain't gonna put nobody oh, on blast. No, but, but I, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the names after. But don't get at them, okay? No, nah, bro. <laughs> look, look, look. If you listen to right now, and you don't think Carmelo Anthony is a Hall of Fame basketball player. You can email me your argument <laughs> right now at ivtalkspodcast at gmail.com and we will battle this out. Nah, bro. I mean, you tripping. I, mean, dude, I think because uh, you got to think about it, man. He passed Paul Pierce already, Kevin Garnett. That's what Vince, I'm saying. And how? Reggie. What? Patrick, Ray Allen, Allen Iverson, bro. What name? I can keep on going. Charles Barkley, Dwayne Wade, Kevin Durant. Come on. Crazy. Now. Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Bro, what? Come on now. And you know what? He's not that. You know, honestly, the next two games that he plays, he's gonna pass Tim Duncan because Tim Duncan is only like eighty something points uh, behind Carmelo right now. I mean, above Carmelo. Is he? Right now. Oh, he'll he'll pass him before. Uh, yeah, he'll before pass him play before the season. Yeah, for yeah. sure. He'll pass him before that, guaranteed. But yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, Melo, Melo, Melo deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, man. He passed up some greats already, man. He's looking good now since he lost the weight. He does. He's playing impeccable defense. Yes, but 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 you gotta you gotta shout out Dame Dollar, bro. That man what? is cooking. monster. He, hey, hey, excuse my language. That man is talking his shit too, dude. He He's is. Letting everybody know and Dame that's what time. I love about Dame. Look, yeah. I, look, I said this on my uh my other series that I had with um. Shout out Kevin Pendleton. Shout out Anthony Hines. I said this, bro. I like Portland as the dark horse for the That's West. What I'm saying. They can match oh, yeah. up with any team out there. I could see. No, everybody's like, oh, they got to beat the Lakers in the first round. Well, that's what dark horses do. They take out number mm-hmm. one off rip. Mm-hmm. And you know, the thing, you know the thing that I think that was a really key pickup that probably nobody wants to agree with me on this? They're yeah. like picking up Hassan Whiteside was a big plus. Just having a big dude in there, just a rebounding shot blocker. That I mean, come on now, you can't just having him on the team. And then who, who's their backup center? No, Whiteside is the backup center. Then who's the then who's the Nurkic, bro? Nurkic, oh Nurkic, balling. Yeah, he's back. That's two. Hey, that's two big boys, man. Shot blockers, rim protectors. Exactly, man. And they got Zach Collins at the four. Mm-hmm. No, ever since ever since they got Zach Collins back to play the four, and Melo's playing more of a small four now instead of the power four. Oh, their lineup mm-hmm. is great because now they got uh, they got Dame, CJ McCollum, Melo, Zach Collins, and Nurkic. Monsters lineup. And then and then and then Gary Trent, Gary Trent right All now having six, some life. Six player for the team. Great role player, good six man to come off the bench, give some energy. Shooting he. On point, 
Bumped plays up. great defense. That last game he played against Paul George, he clamped oh, him. Oh yeah, great Paul defense. Paul George was mad. He was so mad. <laughs> Bro, I'm ready. I'm ready for. I'm ready for the playoffs, man. I'm ready for uh, this. I am too, man. I am too. You still, uh, you still got the same predictions of the the finals and everything that you got. Uh, what did what did I what did I say? Lakers and that's you said. I think you said Lakers and Bucks, maybe. Yeah. 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 I said I, I, I'm going to go. I'm still sticking with the Clippers and the uh, Raptors because I mean, the Raptors are just doing it, bro. Without Kawhi, man, they really shown themselves, and that really shows how good they had coaches too. They are. I could see if it. The only reason, the, the only they reason, got that championship experience too, man. I feel like that's a lot that really like that really separates a lot of teams at the end of the day is just having that championship experience and getting there. You know. Yeah, but that only goes so far when you're just playing a better team. Like if 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 they were if it was an evenly matched team, then obviously yeah, I would give it to the team that has the the championship experience. But I just think the Bucks are just a better overall team, and the Bucks are able to beat the Raptors with Kawhi sitting, or not Kawhi with uh, Giannis sitting. Which you really think that they just did? They just beat him today. No, 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 no. I take that back. I take that back. Raptors won. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was I'm tripping. I'm I was tripping. looking at that joke right now. <laughs> I'm tripping. But <laughs> tight shoelace pin. But but it's but it's if it wasn't best out of seven, I would probably lean towards Raptors. But since it's best out of seven, I gotta go with the Bucks. Just because usually the reason why they play best out of seven is just because it's to get rid of flukes. If it was just one game. You know, obviously yeah. the the eighth seed has a chance of beating the one seed in a one game setup because you know there's flukes and then not not even flukes, but just that day they're just on it. But best out of seven, the consistently better team is gonna win. So I see I see the Bucks coming out of that. Now you do do you think home 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 uh home field advantage plays a part in that too? No, not for the bubble. Oh yeah, I forgot this. Yeah, yeah, not for the bubble. Now in, in a normal <laughs> in a normal situation, yes. But with the bubble, no. Oh my, LeBron just hit a three. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I will the Clippers and Lakers. I am literally split fifty fifty. I think it is anybody's series when they play. Mm-hmm. Assuming Portland doesn't beat the Lakers, which I would be okay with that. Um, I'll be fine with that. But no, I'm only but I don't fine think with it. Don't let that happen. No, I don't think no, LeBron no, no, no. He's not. That. Honestly, everybody's criticizing like the Lakers right now, bro. They clinched the first seed. They are not worried about none of these games for real. They're just trying to make sure that they got their offensive mojo. And when playoffs come, they're gonna be a different monster. But uh, um, the only re- I would only be okay with Portland winning, beating the Lakers if they go to the finals. If they don't go to the, if they beat the Lakers and lose second round. I wouldn't be okay with that because I'd rather the Lakers just come out. Yeah, yeah. Because then <laughs> it would it wouldn't even be interesting. Because then we know the Clippers are for sure sealing it if mm-hmm. uh, Lakers win lose first round. But True. I can see Clip, like Clippers. That's gonna be a that's gonna be my the my favorite series. Honestly, I'll probably watch. that's gonna be a that is gonna be a dog fight. <laughs> I think it'd be more interesting than the actual finals. Fine. Yeah, definitely. I do agree with that too. I really do. I feel like at the end of the day, I feel like whoever comes out of the I feel like it, 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 at the end of the day, it's either going to be the Lakers or the Clippers that come out of the West. I feel like whoever does that, I feel like he's going to win it all, to be honest, in my honest opinion. Because the the West is so – just has the better athletes if you want to match it up on paper and everything. Yeah. They just have the best – they just – the West is just hard, just harder. They got – who who they got? 
Clippers, Lakers, Portland, the Nuggets. They got the Rockets. Who else? Rockets looking pretty good. Uh, who else? They got if Dallas can figure it out, that's a good team. Uh, and who else? The Suns. The Suns, dude. <laughs> they playing hella good right now. Yeah, they are. Young, yeah, they are. Young core, man. I, I see them. The the two teams that I'm really looking out for next year is the Suns and the uh, the Heat, man. Those are the two teams I'm looking out for next year. I feel like they can do some damage when they actually have a full season and everything and and all that. And who, are they still are they still thinking about being in the bubble next year? Is that what they said? Oh, I have no idea. Um, yeah. I mean, I think if there's not a vaccine by next year, and or we don't have herd immunity by next year, then I think they'll probably just go back to the bubbles to play safe. Yeah. That means no fans in the crowd again, man. <laughs> no fans in the crowd. Yeah. Well, I mean, low key at all the sports, basketball with no fans in the crowd isn't. It's not. It's still not that bad. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm sure uh, a lot of sports, like baseball with no fans, looks kind of weird. It's not the same. But like basketball, because they got the bench, the, you know, the way that they have the, the, the bench set up, it kind of looks like a crowd, sort of. That's really yeah. all you see. That's all I need. Yeah. And then, really? you know, when somebody makes a, a dunk, they kind of leave the bench and they get all crazy and wild. Like, that's mm-hmm. you know, that kind of gets it done low key. Yeah. That's true. You make a good point. Make a great point. All right, but what's next on the list, Brody? All right. So we got our would you rather section before we finish out the cast. Um, also, remember, if you want to send in would you rathers, we'll take fan would you rathers, fan questions, the topics, debates. Remember, it is IV Talks at no, IV Talks podcast at gmail.com. All right. Let's see. Would you rather. Have one nipple or two belly buttons? <laughs> you can't be serious. One nipple or two belly buttons, and you can't get it. You can't get your other nipple tattooed. It's just one nipple. Man, I'm having one nipple, dog. I ain't having two belly buttons. <laughs> I'm just going with the one nip. <laughs> I, would you, I, you can pick the belly button. I already know, by the way, well, you're talking. Well, I feel like with two belly buttons, I can, I can make it symmetrical. Like, I can make it, I feel like I can make it look good as long as I, like, symmetrically or evenly, like, displace them. One nipple? That's too, I'm uns- just not taking my, I'm just not taking my shirt off. That's too unsymmetrical for me. Like, my OCD, my selective OCD would get to me, bro. I'm just not taking my shirt off, dude. If we go to the pool, I'm, I got the Hangs white t-shirt on. I'm swimming like that. I don't care. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm not doing it. Nobody's clowning me, dog. I feel like it wouldn't look bad if you just had no nipples for a man. Because <laughs> my mine are already kind of small. So I feel like if it was just gone, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Yeah, no cap. Me too. I, I feel you on that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let me get let me get let me get mine. Let me get mine. All right. All right. Would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great-great-grandchildren? Calvin. Yeah. I'm black. What? I am not going to any time in the past. I mess around going to the past and meet my ancestors and end up Bro, in the same okay, chain okay, okay, in the same chain they in. That's a bad one. Okay, okay. Cross that one. 
I'm I'm well assuming 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 my fault, my fault, my fault, no no, my fault. but look look I'll entertain this assuming I don't end up in slavery. No, I, no 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 that's what I like okay okay that okay I could I should have been more specific like I'm talking about before the slavery and everything like that. Oh like, like the, way before that? Yes, way before that like like yes. ancient times? <laughs> yes. Ooh. I didn't mean like but of course I knew that like no nobody wants to go back to slavery like come on now. Oh so you talking about it's funny because it's you can't go back if you go back in the past you have to go more than five hundred years back into the past. Um, I'd probably go my, I'd probably go grandchildren, just to see what kind of, what kind of kids they are. Because my biggest fear is my kids being like just straight up douchebags. Yeah, and so that's not how I'm going to raise my kids. Yeah, I don't want them to end up being like just just jerks or like mild mannered. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it'd be really cool to, to go in the future to see my great great grandkids. And to see if like there's a finest this seventh or eighth. They keep up the family name. Yeah, that'd be cool. Hey, I got a quick question, man. This is kind of off topic. Have you ever thought into ancestry to actually know like where your origins come from? Like, have I ever thought about it? Yeah, doing the ancestry because I'm really oh, like ancestry in- like dot com. Yeah, like I'm really interested in seeing because like I kind of know a little bit of like you know like what I like my ethnicity and and where I come from and stuff, but. There's obviously more to to it, you know. I'm scared. I ain't trying to be related to Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be hurt. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't want to get some results, and I'll be looking at. It and I'm like, all right, man. But Thomas mom Jefferson, ben- mom got to explain some stuff. Benjamin Franklin. Oh <laughs> no. no, 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 no. If that's the case, I'm like, hey, man, we're, we're <laughs> I need some money. <laughs> no, I think I think my mom. She's done some ancestry stuff. And that's how she's connected. She had, she has a half sister she didn't know about, but she found out through the, uh, the ancestry stuff. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's because uh, I know a little bit. I know that like we have in my family, uh, my mom, my great grandmom, on my not my great grandma, my mom's mom, uh, had a uh, Seminole Indian in her. So I got, I suppose I got a little bit of that. Uh, the rest, dude, I don't know, man. I, I've heard that obviously we're from Africa and stuff, but I heard we also from like uh, the islands and stuff like that, like Dominican, Haiti, oh, stuff like, like that. Oh, like yeah. uh. Central America, yeah, like, uh, yeah, you know, that stuff. So, I don't know, man. I've been interested in kind of you know doing that and everything, but I'm not trying to get freaked out or nothing like that. Yeah, I might, I might ask my mom and see what she found out because all I gotta do is just it's the same thing, basically. At least I yeah. just know my mom's <clears throat> side, not my dad's. Yeah, I don't know nothing about my dad's side, so <laughs> but I mean. Whatever the results come back, I guess. But but my thing too is is like how accurate is it? You know, I I'm pretty sure it's like dummy accurate because they they use DNA testing because mm-hmm. you gotta like, heard... send in a swab or whatever. Yeah, I heard you like they they send you like a capsule and you just give a little bit of saliva. Yeah, and you send it back and it takes like uh, I think they said it takes like six to eight weeks to get the results and everything like that. So. I might do it, man. I really might because I'm. I, I've been really interested. And then another thing too is that if I find out whatever I am, I'm gonna go visit those countries and everything and all that. So that's what I've been thinking. But let's get back into this. Would you rather and all that? Uh, is it my turn? But you, yeah, you up. Um, 
Would you rather live in a house with see-through walls in a city like downtown mm. or in the or the same see-through house but in the middle of the forest far from civilization civilization? I'm picking the wilderness, bro. I would too, but I feel like that would be so freaky at night. It would be because you don't know who's out there watching you. <laughs> I'm already but, but, paranoid. But also, also, you got to think about it. you be seeing like some wildlife animals and stuff walking by and stuff like that. Yeah, that um, would that'd be cool. I feel like during the day it'd be cool, but at night I'd have to have like lights set up outside my house. Yeah, something. Yeah, because I can't be living in the city. Seeing oh no no no! No that no we ain't no we ain't. We ain't going that way. <laughs> no privacy. All right. So, would you rather win the lottery or live twice as long? Oh, twice as long? Twice as long. All right. This is where I got to start asking questions to get specifics. Okay. So, when you say twice as long, do I, like, when I, let, let, okay, when I okay, get okay, 100, okay. am I, like, 100 or my body's still, like, 60 or, like, 40? You know what I'm saying? Let's assume that you're like you're you're still in good health and everything like that. Let's assume that. Well, but in the, but 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 the lottery, you win one one billion dollars. One that. billion. One billion, or live twice as long. Twice. What you doing? Uh, what you doing? No taxes taken out after you. Win no taxes. Oh, I'm going for the billion. <laughs> yeah, I'm going billion. <laughs> no nah, man, I'm living twice as long, man. I want to see what the world's like. I really do want to see what the world's like. I'm living twice as long. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's tough because I kind of do want to live twice as long. Because I mean, that I'm, let's say we let's say average. What's the average? What's it's the, a li- average lifespan. Was it eighty? Yeah, somewhere around that. So you live like a hundred and sixty. Good Lord, like, what what age, what age does our body stop aging until we just die? Uh, so what'd you say? You said the average age once, so double that. You said one sixty. Yeah. Let's just say like you start having health problems, shit. About like one sixty four. No, I'm saying, I'm oh. saying. So like, oh. when we get one hundred sixty, if we're still aging, we'll be like like as frail as paper so i'm saying at what point does our body stay at a certain age until we just get to that cap so you know what i'm saying like we age to we're 40 and when we're 40 we stay looking 40 even though we're 110 oh okay so um so what age do we stop at as far as like looks say like 120 120 you say that? 120. You know how old we'll look when we get 120? Hey, man, there's some people that are 100 that still look great. No, they still look 100. No, nah, bro, I'm look, going for the money. If you, if, you, if you just said we stop, our bodies would stop aging at like 40 or 35, I'd go for twice as long. But if we're going to still get... You got to make... But, 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 I mean, nah, if I bro. said that, then you definitely taking the 40. I had to make it a little interesting. No, it's not interesting. It's, I'm, I'm going with the billion for sure. I'm not trying to... Because, yeah, I'm not trying to look 100... I'm not trying to be 120, bro. Or, like, my body is at the age of 120. You're basically... You but you're still in good health. You're still, you're in good health. Yeah, though. you can be in good health, but 
those still walking and maneuvering and mo- nah, mobility. bro. I'd be all wrinkly. I look like a just a walking grape. No, no, no. A walking uh raisin. <laughs> I can't. I can't go for that. I can't go for that. No, 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 no. But you still swole though. No, no, no. I'm gonna be wrinkly swole. Uh-uh. <laughs> but you still swole at the end of the day. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Uh, all right, what you got for me? Um. Oh man. If you ain't got it, I got it for you. Oh yeah, go ahead because I'm I'm going right. to blank. All right. Uh, would you rather stop war or end world hunger? End world hunger for sure. In- Definitely. Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, so we got another one. Would you rather be on a survival reality TV show or be on a dating game show? We're survival. Like, why? <laughs> I just got to know why. You know, I'm about all that. Eagle Scout till I die. Shout, uh... out, shout out Boy Scout Troop 177. <laughs> survival mode. All right. I feel, right, like, yeah, right. I feel like it'd be fun because the dating show stuff is like awkward and it's like half of it stays. So like, nah, nah. I see, see me. I'm a clown. See, I'll go on there and just act a fool. <laughs> you end up getting a a, a, a acting contract. Exactly, exactly. That that would be my main. Yeah, goal. but I'll be out there with Bear Grylls, wilding out, climbing mountains and hopping on alligators and stuff. All right, all right. Now you're gonna mess with the wrong ones. I'm gonna tear you up. <laughs> I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Well, I wish you the best of luck when you do that, my guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, you came up with one yet? You got one? Uh, I could probably squeak out one more. Let me, let me, let me. I got two more. All right, let me delve into the depths of my my consciousness for one real quick. What? Here you you got do you have your two ready? Yeah, I got them ready. Oh right, yeah, do your two and I'm gonna finish with mine. All right, all right, all right. Um let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's assume that you have a lot of debt. A lot of debt right now. Like the uh, student loans, credit card bills and all that. Would you rather be have debt forgiveness or have good health for the rest of your life? And you said, assume I'm already in a ton of debt? Yeah, already in a ton of debt. Like, how much? Like, never going to be able to pay off debt or just going to take a long time to pay off debt? Like, way to put me on the spot. Yeah, man, I'm good at these. This, I live for these. These are all we did at lunch. At, <laughs> Wait, back at Independence? In high school. Yeah, man. <laughs> what is, lunch were you in? I was not in that lunch. Uh, I forget. But whoever sat in my test, all we would do is just ask you, "Would you rather?" They were a lot more, uh, a lot more inappropriate, but <laughs> they were they were some tough. That's ones. high school stuff, though. That's yeah. high school. Stuff, they were tough. Uh, let's assume that you you'll be paying this off for. Actually, no. Let's say like it's going to take you a long time to pay it off. But like, but it's not going to take your whole lifetime. Okay, okay, okay. And then what was the other one again? Uh, good health for the rest of your life. Ooh, good health. Good health, and I'm talking about like healthy lifestyle, not just looking good, like eating healthy. Do just, just you know, just just all the stuff that you're probably doing right now. <laughs> probably the health. Probably the health. Yeah, because 
man, that help is that's 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 what make or break people, right? That's what make or break people, man. Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. So this last one: Would you rather breathe underwater or have the ability to fly? And when I say breathing underwater, going to the deepest depth of the ocean, like where nobody, like no, and be straight, and be straight, or fly, or fly unlimited miles, like you had the power to fly anywhere. Can I fly fast, like dummy fast? Not dummy fast, but like, 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 give me a miles per hour. Like, can I at least break the sound barrier, like on some Superman type flight? No, you can't. Because uh. <laughs> I know, because I know, if you if I said that, you gonna say, yeah, I'm flying. <laughs> okay, how fast? Like, how long would it? All right, so let's say, how long does it take to drive from Chattanooga to Nashville? Two hours, two and a half, three. Uh, two hours and thirty minutes. So yeah. All right. How long would it take me to fly from Chattanooga to Nashville? Uh, let's just cut in half. Uh, what is that? Hour and 40, 45 minutes? Ugh. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of fast. I'd be going, what, like a hundred? But I'm saying, like, I'm saying, like, like when you fly, though, like, you got to go, like, over, like, you got to go, like, oh, it can't be nothing local or something, like, it has to be far, like, you know what I'm saying? Something, like, overseas type stuff. But you just said I could fly anywhere. So I'm talking about, like, if I travel, I'm going to just fly everywhere. All right, fine, fine. <laughs> fine, fine. It's, yeah, you can fly locally. Uh, uh, is my skin temperature resistant? So, like, if it's cold outside when I fly, is that going to mess me up? Yes, it's going to mess you up. Oh. <laughs> what was the other one? Breathe underwater. Really? But you can go to, the like, the deepest depth uh, of the ocean. Probably breathe underwater. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see what's what's down there. I feel you on that. That's what I'm. Trying but to can see. you see when you get down to the dip? That's yeah. You know it's pitch black. Bro, Ain't no got, light down there. Bro, you got you got some type of lighting in front of you. Okay, where you can see where, where you can see. Bro, you least. set you set this up, bro. How I'm gonna be able to fly and not be temperature resistant? You know when you fly in a hundred plus miles an hour, it's cold. But fine, if I said that you do have that resistance, you definitely gonna pick that. I know you too well, dog. You're right. You're right. <laughs> All right, I got. Two. I know you asking these questions because I know you are gonna pick it. <laughs> All right, I got two. Let me let me let me let's do our last two because this is getting kind of lengthy. All right, <laughs> would you rather mentally or physically never age? Mentally. Oh, interesting. I go physically. Why? Nah. Ment- why mentally? Why mentally? Well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because I still want to be there. Like I still want to be there in the head and everything. Like I just don't want to go like insane and forget you can, everything. You can train your mind. Just read a lot and do a lot of puzzles. Keep those neurons firing. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going physically because you know me. Uh, once I get swole, I'm gonna be swole, bruh. Yeah, bruh. All right. Last one. You, st- you still what? trying to get as big as possible, humanly possible? Man, I, I, I got a goal set. It's 215 pounds by December. So I'm starting that. I just did my meal plan and stuff. 
Hey, yeah. that goal that I had, man, I'm thinking I'm about to creep up on it. Your boy's in that 195 consistently now. So that 200 looking very, very on the upcome. Yeah, man, you got to just keep on you know doing me, it. Dude, you, you know me. Ever since you knew me, I've just been skinny, lanky, no muscle, just nothing. Now I kind of got a little weight on me now. So <laughs> That's the goal, all gains, no exactly. losses. Exactly. All right, last uh, what's that last one? Last you got, one. Bro? Would you rather have a family of twelve children with a wife or never be able to have children at all? Bro, I'm definitely having the kids, bro. Like all right, I'm just... definitely having the kids. I wasn't a little mini me. What if those but what if those twenty? It was twenty? Yeah. I'm not the one popping them out, so it's all good. Yeah, I'd probably take no matter what number of kids. I'd rather have fifty to kids than none at all. Yeah, because <laughs> you want to leave something on this earth after, you know, it's all said and done. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. So, but uh, is that it? Yes, sir. I think it is. All right. And then, uh, uh, say any last words you want to say to the peoples before we sign off? No, man. No, not really. You know, just stay on what you're doing, stay focused, never give up, just keep on grinding. Yes, sir. And, then, there- and remember, uh, any suggestions, comments, concerns, things you want to hear said, not said, all of that. Debating on Melo should be an NBA All-Star or not NBA all of NBA Hall of Famer or not. Please, I really, I, I encourage, I, whoever's listening, I really encourage you to find something and just email find us about it. Because I really want to hear what people want to come up, like why he shouldn't. I really want to hear that for the next time we get on here. For sure. We definitely gonna have it next time. And then we'll also give shout outs to any requests or sent. We'll give shout outs. So just when you email at ivtalkspodcast at gmail.com, put in the subject bar, um, Guardians of the 615. But uh, that's all we have for this episode. Thanks for listening to Guardians of 615 on IV Talks, brought to you by IV Productions. Signing off. Yes, sir.